Throughout this series, I've talked about the importance of friendship. Friendship gives us a sense of belonging. It allows us to have adult conversations that are likely interrupted if the kids are with you. But anyway, it allows for support, wisdom, knowledge, and hopefully chats that are honest, vulnerable, and authentic. about how you can savor and not just survive motherhood. How would you like to be less frazzled, more calm, scream less, respond more, and exchange autopilot living for more joy? Sound good? As we journey together, you'll explore how to know, love, and accept yourself today to clear the path towards your dreams, hopes, and visions for tomorrow. But we're not just going to chat, we're going to take action. Through conversations, power sheets, and visual tools like vision boards, we're taking simple steps to go from where you are on this journey to where you want to be. I'm your host, Elise Daly-Parker, a certified life coach, writer and speaker, mom of four, and spouse for 37 years. Through this podcast, I'll share hands-on tools, practices, and resources, along with lots of encouragement to empower you to savor, not just survive, this busy season of life with clarity, confidence, and calm. Thanks for joining me. I'm so delighted you're here. Well, hey, Mama, who wants to grow her friendships but doesn't quite know how. Welcome to part four of A Vision for Your Friendships. Today, I'm sharing with you some of the ways I've been able to cultivate the relationships I truly want. As a reminder, in part one of this Mom Vision series on friendship, we talked about how lonely mom life can be. In fact, 51% of moms in the early stages of motherhood or later empty nester stages report loneliness. Part two is about why and how to have friendships. The fact is, friendship is an essential element of well-being. So this episode has some great tips on how to make friends. Then in part three, we talked about what stopped you from having the friendships you want and what you can do about that. So I would argue friendship, like pretty much everything in life, begins in the mind. Here's what I mean. When I first became a stay-at-home mom with some freelance writing work, I imagined I would be automatically connected to all those moms I saw out for a stroll with each other and their kids. But it wasn't as easy as I thought. My imaginings were dashed, and I was not quite sure what to do. At first, my thoughts went something like this. What's wrong with me? Why doesn't anyone want to be my friend? Then, what's wrong with her? Why doesn't she want to be my friend? Then I had thoughts like, I've never had trouble making friends before. I must be a loser mom. And then... Why do these moms have to be so uptight? I mean, what's the big deal with this 10 a.m. nap time? See episode 21 to hear the story of moms, parks, and nap times. Anyway, even back then, before I had ever heard of the term stinkin' thinkin' or knew what mindfulness really was, I knew this line of thinking wasn't going to get me anywhere. In fact, I knew these thoughts were likely to keep me stuck right where I was. So one thing I did is I shared my thoughts with my sister, who had gone before me as a mom. She also invited me to join in some regular gatherings with her mom friends. 
Then with these trusted fellow moms, I could speak my thoughts out loud instead of keeping them rolling around in my head, causing me stress and even growing in strength. It really helped get those thoughts out of my mind. Another way to get those thoughts out of our minds is to journal. Now, if you're in the early stages of momhood and have never done this as a way of processing, it can be challenging, obviously, to add a new habit to the mix. But if journaling is already a way you've been processing, it's a great option for you. Just write down some of the thoughts you're having about friendship. So once I acknowledged what I was thinking and how I was talking to myself, it was time to shift some of that thinking. That way, I could be open to the opportunities that didn't fit my original picture of what I thought my mom friend life would look like. So then my self-talk went more like this. Well, I guess I have to work a little harder on friendship than I realized. It's not automatic, but that doesn't make me a loser. Um, No, there's nothing wrong with me or them. We just have different rhythms. And then finally, okay, well, then I'll just have to motivate and get going to the park earlier. I didn't feel so badly about forging mom friendships after this shift in thinking, and I really felt empowered to do so. I remember I started chatting with one mom who happened to show up at the park around the time I did, which was later than the majority of the moms. Most of those moms were going home for the first nap at about 10 a.m. when I was just arriving at the park. I may have invited this new friend to my house that very first day I met her, and we became friends. I mean, our kids were the exact same age and happened to be wearing the same adorable outfit that first day. No, this wasn't the gaggle of chatting, laughing moms I imagined, but she was my first mom friend, and man, was I thankful. I also pushed myself out of my rhythm, my slower rhythm, and got to the park earlier so I could meet some of those moms who were leaving the park at 10 a.m. I did this intentionally a day or two a week so I could actually chat with some of the moms before they went home and put their babies down for the nap. We have these pictures of what we think the many seasons of motherhood are going to look like. And in order to live a more satisfying life, in order to savor the season we're in, we may have to adjust our picture. Throughout this series, I've talked about the importance of friendship. Friendship gives us a sense of belonging It allows us to have adult conversations that are likely interrupted if the kids are with you. But anyway, it allows for support, wisdom, knowledge, and hopefully chats that are honest, vulnerable, and authentic. I've talked about what you can do to make connections when they're not just happening organically. I talked about that in episode 22. And in case you haven't listened to that, or even if you need just a reminder, I'll go over those some of those groups again, some of my very favorite groups. So MOPS is one of them. And I would just basically say, if you've got a child from infant to preschooler, look around at MOPS.org and see if there's a group in your area. And then run. Don't walk to the nearest MOPS group. Because there you're going to find fellow moms, food, an inspiring talk, mentors, and babysitting. And then there's Moms in Prayer, another one of my very favorites. If you're a mom with school age and beyond kids, I'd highly recommend Moms in Prayer. This is an amazing group to join or form if you're a praying mom or would like to become one and are looking for another mom or two who is like-minded. Just go to their site, momsinprayer.org, to see if there's already a group praying in your area. And if there isn't one, start one. All you need is one other mom. They provide so many resources to help you. And please feel free to reach out to me. 
I've led and prayed in Moms in Prayer groups for almost 30 years. Moms in Prayer changed my life in many ways. It deepened my faith, gave me lifelong friends, and was a sacred space for navigating the ups and downs of motherhood from kindergarten through college and beyond. Basically, it's a prayer group that meets once a week for an hour for our children and schools. So some other groups that I've heard of but can't vouch for are meetups, and that's a resource for people gathering in person and online around shared interests. You just go to Google Meetups and you'll find so many different groups and maybe a few mom groups that are meeting in your area. There's another group that's pretty global, I think, and it's called Music Together. I had lots of friends that joined this group. It offers group music classes for your child and you online and in person. Then there's Mocha Moms, which is an organization offering local chapters and an online presence for moms of color to meet and support one another. Groups through your YMCA, YWCA, churches, synagogues, yoga studios, and more. I know that we have a group called uh, Baby and Me in our town. And one more group that sustained me for 20 years was a group that was at different times named unofficially Tape Group because we started when we were still playing tapes instead of MP3s. Um, We also referred to this group as Brown Bag Fellowship because we could enjoy our brown bag lunch if we chose to. And this group has also been known as Friday Fellowship and Friday Group. I'm telling you, this group was gold for me for 20 years. As we met a core group of about 10 women and many other women joining us for a season or two. If you have a group of friends or even acquaintances you can gather with, I highly recommend you start meeting regularly over a shared interest, like a book or a study or any area in which you'd like to grow. Here are the elements of this kind of group. Number one, you need a commitment of one. Our group started because one woman felt called to host and make space in her home and calendar to host women every week for some spiritual growth. Number two, commitment of at least some. You want to have a core group of five or so women who are pretty committed to making time in their schedule to meet for an agreed upon day, time, and frequency. We met most Fridays from 1 to 3 p.m. before our school-age kids got home. My friend who hosted held that space for one woman or 20 women. Always, we could count on her to be there for us. And of course, in most cases, we would let her know if we weren't going to come. Number three would be an agreed upon topic. Our group was pretty broad, but we were after some Christian spiritual fellowship and growth. So together, we decided what book or study we would dive into. Number four is KISS principle. Some call it keep it simple stupid. I prefer keep it simple sweetheart. Well, our hosts usually served hot water for tea, a variety of tea bags, sugar and sweeteners, a little milk for the tea, and occasionally a snack. If there was a birthday to celebrate or someone baked something, we were welcome to share it, but there was no pressure to feed people. Brown bag lunches were welcome. Number five is a community mentality. All were welcome and welcome to bring a friend. All gatherings were also strictly confidential because the sharing could go deep and it was best kept private. Though the core members were Christian, seekers were also welcome. So our group went on for about 20 years. We didn't all socialize outside of the group. Some of us did, others didn't. Still, deep and lasting friendship formed. We talked, cried, laughed, prayed, 
even had a couple of women join us as they needed support when they faced cancer. I will be forever grateful for our Friday group. I think you would be grateful for a group like this too. If the idea of starting this kind of group is intimidating to you, but you'd love to do it, reach out to me using the contact form in the show notes. I'd really love to help you. Dear Lord, when you made us, you made us for community. Help the mom who's lonely, the one who may need new friends, or the mom who would like to grow closer to her friends. Embolden them each to reach out to another mom they can be honest and authentic with. Give them the gift of rich friendship. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining me here on the Mom Vision Podcast. I think you're going to love my new devotional journal, Unshakable Peace in an Unsteady World. You can pick up a copy through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, and more. I've also got a free download for you, 12 powerful scriptures to settle your heart and mind so you can experience more peace. You'll find the link in my show notes at elisedalyparker.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you again soon.